Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Diz, a show that gives you everything you need to know to help make your Disney vacation as magical as can be in just about 20 minutes. I'm your host, Jeff Coviello. With me each week is Disney Master Sandy from Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services. Sandy, how are you doing tonight? I am doing great because we're talking about one of our favorite topics, Jeff. Well, this is the last. Talking about eating. This is the last, actually, in our theme park dining series. We are going to break down the quick service options in the World Showcase at Epcot. And we've got kind of a lot to say about it as far as how it's kind of evolved as Epcot has evolved. So let's just jump right into it. You take it. What do you think from here? So I have to say, as I was kind of putting my notes together for this show, this is out of all of the different dining we talk about, this is the dining that I do least. And I don't want to give the impression that there aren't some great options here, but as we've talked about in other shows, the festivals now span about 85% of the year. Right. And the festival booths are just over the top exciting and constantly changing. And to me, they're like a quick service. So I realized that while I've done everything on this list, it's rare that I'm back at these places because I'm at festival food or an occasional sit down place when I'm in Epcot. And I agree with that. I think that's definitely where me and my family have navigated our dining preference is to these these festival booths. But I will say, as a result of these festival booths being around what feels like every single day of the year, some of these quick service opportunities, you can really kind of, they're very convenient. <laughs> so there is an element of that here. I will say, as we, as we start, we are recording this show at the beginning of June of 2022. And so when Sandy and I kind of broke this down and figured how we would go, we're going off of the map of the the current quick service locations that are open as of June 2022. So anything quickly you want to say about that to kind of frame people or, or is that pretty much cover it? It covers it. I will say because the big question is, yes, we are skipping over Morocco. Um, the Morocco Pavilion is in a little bit of flux, a little bit of background on Epcot that people may not know and think that Disney just has the oddest selection of countries, it's because every country that's there has entered into an agreement with Disney. They were part of the builds. They are part of the staffing of that country. And that's how those choices were made. And currently there is an issue with the Morocco Pavilion. We'll see it come back and be fully open, but it closed right before COVID. And you'll see it's a little quiet, but I have to say, not food related, one of the most beautiful pavilions, if you're looking to do some unique photography and people pictures, head to Morocco. And since their quick service is an open bonus, it's nice and quiet over there. <laughs> so it's not that we don't like tabbouleh. We're just not going to discuss it today. So for those folks that always stop at the Morocco pavilion for your quick service, we acknowledge that it's there, but we have our reasons tonight. We're actually going to break a rule of mine, and we're going to start in Mexico. I've said this before many times to Sandy. We are, we are a consistent start in Canada and make your way around, but we're going to change it up tonight. We're going to start in Mexico. Mexico. If we're entering, we're going to go left, um, and let's talk about the Mexican options. See, that's funny because I'm usually a start near France person, as I love entering the park in the International Gateway. So I usually start kind of in the middle. 
And that and that speaks to everything you say all the time. It depends upon your your traveling party. If you're staying in those Epcot resorts, that back entrance is super convenient. You bet. But let's start in and Mexico. We're gonna start there and we're gonna talk with these restaurants. A lot of them are outdoor seating only. And yes, I talked about eating at the festival booths, which also is obviously outdoor seating. But I think that sometimes also impacts my choices here because Mexico starts with La Catina de Saint Angel, and that is outdoor seating only. And the Mexico Pavilion, food-wise, I have to say, I don't know what the Imagineers were thinking, but the sit-down restaurants and the quick service all sound pretty close to the same. <laughs> so if you're like, "Yeah, isn't that the one inside?" It's not. That's the Saint Angel Inn. So it's all very closely related, and. Many of the same food items, all typical Mexican items you would expect to see there. Personally, I don't think there's any huge standouts on the menu. Most will tell you, grab your margarita while you're there. How about you, Jeff? What's your favorite? Well, I, I agree with that. The margarita is obviously, anytime you're in, in the area of Mexico, the margaritas just call you, call to you. <laughs> They're just speaking your name. But I would say, you know, the barbacoa they have there is great. The tacos are are good. Um, guacamole and chips you, you just can't go wrong with it it's, it's a very large helping of guacamole and chips if that's what you're going to get it is something that's definitely shareable so like you said I think it's it's the typical Mexican fare that you would come to expect you, you know for the kids you know there's there's chicken tacos there's chicken tenders there's even macaroni and cheese so like th there's a plenty of different options depending upon where you're going so if you and and any other adults in your party really have a hankering for shrimp tacos but your kids will only eat chicken fingers, this is a stop that'll work for you. Perfect. So if we continue down the line, we end up in Norway. And this is one that the kids will love. It's not really a traditional quick service, but I didn't want to leave it out. It's the Kringla Bakery, which is a Norwegian bakery. It is known for its schoolhouse bread, which is a bread with like a custard in it. It does have more snacky type items but if you're a heavy carb person you could certainly make this into a lunch but like you said definitely tucked away not exactly a prominent sit down you know quick service that we've where we spoke about just in mexico it's, it's not the same type of location that is correct and then we head over to china which has the lotus blossom cafe and the joy of tea but in in the lotus blossom cafe is where you're really going to get your very quick serve style, typical Chinese food fare. What's your thoughts? As you said, it is typical fare. They are super flexible. So if you love Chinese food, but you have a child that doesn't, I'm a side order of white rice with soy sauce kind of person. They will easily accommodate that. It does have indoor seating. So again, if it's going to be a rainy day and you're looking to kind of escape, this is one of those that works for you. The joy of tea is their outdoor, and it really is all about tea and some light snacks. And then there's this next country that we come to that most people miss it because it's a little unique. It's the outpost of Africa. You may remember it because that's where they do some drumming and the kids can play on the drums. But it is really, depending on the season, more of a snack spot. They 
aren't a festival booth because they are there year round, but they tend to give them specialty menus for the festival. So sometimes the outpost is literally going to be a quick snack. Sometimes you can get something more substantial like a sandwich. Um, again, all outdoor seating and saying all in seating for outpost is pretty limited. Most of it is an eat while you're walking. I believe they have a total of like six tables for four. So not the big spot to be. Yeah, I was going to say, it's definitely it's definitely not a, a huge, a huge location for you to kind of pop into. Uh, but if we keep going, we end up in Germany, which you can expect meats and you can expect beer and you can expect pretzels. And we find pretty much all of that there. And beer and beer and beer. <laughs> and more beer. Yes, yes. Whole lot of whole lot of beer, some steins, some pilsners, you know, pretty much everything that you would you would come to expect. It the Schafferhofer pink grapefruit beer is obviously there as well too, which pretty much finds its way into almost every Germany picture that you can see on social media. So you can definitely get it there. From my perspective, I think that that's, that's really what this quick service location is most known for. Would, would you agree? I would. And again, it's another quick service location that's not a typical quick service location like we'd see in other parks. It's a window. Pre-COVID, it probably had about five high top tables. I will say it's one of the things that came out of COVID, especially in Epcot, that they seem to have kept that I love is they have added extra picnic tables and high top tables all over the world showcase. So there are many more spots to sit and eat, but unlike, you know, if you're at Magic Kingdom and you're in Pinocchio's or any of those other quick services where there's hundreds of tables, most of these Epcot locations really don't have much table space, except as we mentioned in China. So as we make our way over to Italy, we have a conversation that you and I have had before. And as the card carrying New Jersey Italian in this conversation, I kind of tend to recuse myself here because when you get to Italy, you're, you're talking about things like pizza and let's face it. I'm a New Jersey pizza snob. I, I don't tend to eat pizza in Walt Disney world, but give us the breakdown of what they have at the quick serve in Italy. So their pizza, depending what you like actually is really good. They have special ovens there. They bring in, special water. It is the same pizza that they are serving at the sit down. So again, it's a little window that you're going up to. It's quick service in that obviously people eat a slice or two pizza as lunch or dinner, but you're not going to find the refillable fountain drinks and hundreds of tables. You're really, again, going to be looking for those dozen high top tables to stand around. Now, when, when we got to America in our sit-down dining portion of this show, we kind of just played the cricket sounds, right? It wasn't really something that we we had a whole lot to talk about. From, from, from a quick serve perspective, there is the Regal Eagle Smokehouse uh, Craft Drafts and Barbecue. And from my perspective here, some of this is a misnomer. And I think a lot of that comes from the fact that I am a beer guy. So for folks that are walking around Epcot and you're looking for craft beer, American craft beer, it says craft drafts. You're not going to find what you're looking for if that's if if that's who you are. And I I say this because because people know that I'm a beer guy and people know that I'm a Disney guy, I get this question constantly. You know, what American beer do I get, can I get at the American Pavilion in Epcot? And the answer 
to be perfectly blunt, is you're going to get Sam Adams or you're going to get Cigar City. Or if you're if you're a cider drinker, you're going to get Angry Orchard. And that's where the list really kind of ends. Sometimes there's a rotating Such thing. Such unique offerings. Well, Gee, how do we choose? Listen, and that's not to knock the fact that they do have, uh, you know, the robust barbecue offering of ribs and brisket and, and chicken and pulled pork and things like that. So, like, that stuff is definitely there. That's not the misnomer. But if you are looking to, you know, wash that wonderful brisket sandwich down with a, a really unique American craft beer... You're going to miss that. That's not here. And I will say the Regal Eagle is relatively new. It replaced a pretty humdrum hamburgers, chicken fingers kind of place. Right. It's got that huge smoker and you can't walk around the world showcase, even if you're not a huge fan of those brisket sandwiches and take in the smell and be like, I'd like to stop there. (laughs) The smells are awesome. There's also a really unique thing about this quick service. During different seasons, you can do a quick service dinner package, which can only be purchased day of, which is going to give you that special seating for things like candlelight processional, eat to the beat concerts. So look for that sign out front. It's not offered every day and it's not offered for every show. But it's a great way if you want that preferred front seating to really get that in. And as I said before, most of these quick services really don't have seating. This one's not monstrous like we're used to, but they definitely have a good 60 to 80 tables here. And they have outdoor dining. So you can eat in or out depending on weather and your preference. And here you definitely won't find, won't have an issue finding a table. And because it is more traditional of a quick service, you can also do mobile ordering. Save yourself some time. Good tip. Uh, as we head over to Japan, we've got the Katsura Grill. This is a, an interesting spot for folks that are looking to maybe try some sushi for the first time. There's California rolls on the menu. There's vegetable rolls on the menu. Maybe you've had sushi. You want some spicy tuna rolls or a spicy salmon roll. That stuff is there. There are also some noodle dishes, some tempura dishes, some salads, some ramen. So this is this is definitely a spot where if you're looking to try something, there's there's a way to limp in here. You don't, you're not just jumping in and and immediately going to eat, you know, octopus. That's that's not exactly what's going on here. You can you can limp in. I know you're not a huge sushi gal. I am not, but what I love about this location is the design. It's its own little Japanese house set up on the hill. It really was truly imagined very well to give you that authentic feel. Totally agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this this next one all by yourself because I know that when we've had conversations off air, you really enjoy this pavilion and you enjoy the offerings. So so take France. And you'd like to hear my poor French accent. <laughs> Listen, you know, there, there's a reason behind everything, Sandy. There you go. So France actually has a new quick service offering. That's the Le Creperie over by the new Ratatouille ride. Sweet and savory options. Again, that's going to be kind of stand up at one of the half a dozen tables, outdoor eating. We talked in our sit-down episode about the same crepes being served in a sit-down place. But what I love, and most people never find this, 
is La House Patisserie. And if you ever did like the Beauty and the Beast movie that was there or the French movie that they have, you exit into a gift shop. And this hidden gem is becoming a little less hidden. So when you exit into the gift shop now, you will typically see a very large line for it because people have found it and it's popular. Um, but hidden in this back corner is a restaurant that I could honestly eat at multiple times a day. And I think it's one of the best value restaurants you can find. You can get menu items anywhere from 3 to $9. So I love it for their sandwiches. They do one that's brie and apples and cranberry melted onto a multi-grain bread. They do a turkey, bacon, lettuce, tomato, and garlic aioli sandwich. They do croissants. They do a pizza bread. Um, if you're kind of going for that brunch time, they do a quiche Lorraine, a crack masseur. And then they have all the desserts on display. And you definitely don't want to skip that. Everything from creme brulee for five bucks. I mean, there's a deal for you. Chocolate mousse, macaroons, chocolate eclairs, Napoleon, everything you wanted. And then, of course, all of those French coffees. Again, it's an area that is definitely underserved in seating. The whole area probably seats about 40 people. But definitely grab something. I've also been known if I'm doing an afternoon break back at my resort to get one of these sandwiches to go and have it back at the resort poolside because I do think their food is excellent. As we make our way to the UK, we end up at the Yorkshire County Fish Shop where you can get just a tremendous serving of fish and chips. And this is where your beer actually hits you because you, you can get a bass, you can get a harp, and nothing goes better with fish and chips than either of those choices that you've got there. We've been known to go there as a family of four get two orders of fish and chips and it's more than sufficient to feed the, the the two adults and the two children that are there. You're looking at those two beers that I mentioned. You're looking at, you know, just maybe you get a, a side of fries. You got, you've got some coffee, you've got some tea, that type of stuff there. Very, very limited options though. Always a big line though, cause it's super popular and excellent tasting. There's a lot of seating outdoors to the side there. Our umbrellas on the table, so it's nice and shaded. It used to be an extremely popular spot to grab the fish and chips and sit down and watch illuminations. They had a great illuminations view, which often meant that the seating for this was unavailable if there were private dessert parties. The seating is more readily available now because I will tell you the viewing of Harmonious from there, kind of not the best. You're definitely seeing a side angle of the show, but if you're really just looking to sit and have that later dinner and sit for the fireworks to take that break, it's a great spot to be. I agree. I and I think just the outdoor seating there, right on the water, like it's it's just a good spot. It, it's a good spot, especially at times you said busy, but at times if you're trying to get into Rose and Crown, you can't even do it. So I, I think that does offer a nice little outdoor option as well. And it is coming out of Rose and Crown's kitchen. So it is the same fish and chips for anybody wondering. Okay. What else? As we keep walking around the World Showcase, we have to skip over Canada because I don't consider flavored popcorn a quick service meal. 
<laughs> Some people are calling blasphemy right now, but I'm not. I know. No, go ahead. Just before you would head back to Future World, there is what they call the point of entry. It's a small permanent structure on your left, right before that new Starbucks. Um, and they also, similar to the outpost, get a lot of unique things depending on the festival. They're not an official festival booth, but they will give them festival treats. They are mostly known for their fries and cheese curds and all different versions of fries. So if you're a French fry girl or guy, this is the place for you to grab your lunch. Some poutine, kind of the exit of Canada if you want to be fancy and get your fries with different toppings on them. So we've gone through the dining options in every theme park. This, as we said, is our, our final installment here over at Walt Disney World. But I think what you've said here at the beginning is sound in the sense that there's so many festivals that sometimes these quick service locations get lost in the shuffle. And self-admittedly, you and I spend a lot of time at the festival booths and less time at these places than we maybe had in the past. I'm going to be honest, talking about some of these things reignited a little bit of my 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 palate for some of these places because, again, it's one of those things that I did pretty consistently and now I've taken a break from and remember the certain things that they have there. So thanks for taking the time tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. And as you said, listen, we've done nine shows dedicated strictly to food. That doesn't count the festival shows where we talked about food, the resort shows where we talked about food. Nine shows on theme park and Disney spring food. So I think the bottom line is you definitely won't go hungry when you're at Walt Disney World. And there is something and many things for everybody. And that's a wrap this week on Let's Talk Diz. If anyone you know could benefit from this or any show, please share, have them like, and subscribe. And don't forget to reach out to the folks at Easy Diz by Instant Impressions Travel Services for any Disney destination planning. Make it a great week. And as always, keep making memories.